Have you been enjoying the adventures of our characters in Rumble Squad and Serviceable Plots? Or getting into the nitty-gritty rules for 5th edition? Support us on Patreon. By contributing as little as $1 a month, you'll get to hear exclusive content and updates before anyone else. Our higher-level patrons get access to DMs notes, outtakes from our episodes, and even a chance to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode. Yes, you can hear our silly, out-of-character shenanigans, and even cause some of your own by influencing the story. Our producer-tier patrons listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to our producer-tier patron, Matt Fry, for serving as a producer on this episode. We also want to thank our adventure-tier and above patrons for their support this month. So thank you, Feral Joe, Grimfuse, and a Linux fan. To join this list of outstanding people, go to patreon.com slash dndraw. By joining our patrons, you enable us to dedicate more time to creating episodes. And if you're not able to support D&D Raw on Patreon, we would love it if you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you. Next week will be our third mailbag episode. Join us now for Rumble Squad Episode 20, The Fire Within. With me today are the following players. I am Chris, and I will be playing Orc Fireforge, the Hill Dwarf Forge Cleric. Hi, I'm Jane, and I will be playing Nissa Turin, the Gnome Arcane Trickster Rogue. I'm Nick, and I will be playing Leuven Cromdell, the Half-Elf Alchemist Artificer. Hey, I'm Rachel, and I'm playing Elaine Fox, the Human Barbarian Druid. Last time, the party discussed their goals and plans for what to do in the Rigorum, if they decided to do anything at all. Eventually, they sat down with Boulder, who explained the terrible happenings in the Rigorum. He said that the guardian known as the Champion served the demons of the Abyss, and seemed to be trying to open a stable portal to that chaotic evil plane. Meanwhile, Bai was keeping the people of Asenthias blissfully unaware that they were completely subjugated to her will. As Auric expressed an interest in traveling through the portal guarded by Boulder, the Genasi decided to make a deal, and said should Rumble Squad take care of one of these two issues, he would allow them passage to the elemental plane of Earth. The party then decided that they would like to rest for the evening, and come up with their next move in the morning. He told Elaine, like, you can wait here, I'll show you after we talk. I'll talk to him later. So the rest of you are shown. Like, as you walk into his home, you notice, like, the stone seems to have, like, changed slightly. There is now, like, this little side room with a curtain draped over it. And it's large enough that there's some space and you see, like, some elevated, I don't want to say cots, but, like, the stone's been elevated. And there's places for you to, like, roll out all of your cots within his home. There is some, what looks like simple kind of leaf-stuffed pillows <laughs> for some softness. Eventually, Boulder will return after not too long, Elaine. And he sits before you. So... You wish to speak to me concerning the spirits that I've sensed? Well, it's more than just that. I'm assuming you can sense things as you are able to reach out to me and I can sense you. You probably can pick up on things. I am torn. I miss my family. I miss having those connections. And you say that you can somehow reach out to spirits. Can you help? You have a connection to your family as you are far from them. Why did you come to the Rigorum? You had a job, yes? I had a job. 
I sensed maybe a way to find some sort of peace this direction, but I don't know what it is. You're hoping for peace from what? Something in your past? Something that haunts you? In a sense, yes. But again, being away from my family, I worry about them. And I can't obviously keep an eye on them all of the time. But if I had a way that I could be assured that they are okay. There are powers in nature I could teach you to send messages out. But I sense a stronger connection to your family than perhaps you realize. Can you feel them? Is that a check, Tony? <laughs> or is that just a... Roll perception. Okay. <laughs> 17. I mean, looking around, the Regorum has always felt a little different than any other woods you've been in. Beyond that, there's not much different right now that you can sense. But just in general, there's been just a different feel to the woods that you've never sensed in another jungle or forested area you've ever been in. The woods here are very, very old. I am sure you have sensed that. They're old and they're not something that I've felt before. And I know when we went into the ruins, it was unnatural and uncomfortable. Yes. I do not know what that place was. That is older than the woods themselves, but there is a weight in these woods. There is old spirits, old guardians that once used to call these home. You have a connection to nature. I have sensed that, and there is still a fire within you, however, that you are trying to balance, it seems. Am I wrong? As he's mentioned, I would definitely kind of lower my head a little. I have always had a bit of a temper. I've usually been able to keep it in check because I was on the seas and in my element being out on the ships. But since I've lost that connection and I no longer have the connection to my family. Well, perhaps I can help with that. He kind of just stares directly into your eyes with this intensity and just focuses on you for a moment as he is studying you, it seems. That fire can be a boon to you, or it can be detrimental. It seems you are followed by something that has haunted you, something that does continue to follow you. Maybe protection from more than nature could aid you. Your family, who is it you seek to protect? At the forefront, my brothers and my niece's nephews. Tonight, I wish for you to stay here. Focus on that fire within you, that anger that you are tempering, and focus on your family. Feel the sensation of the woods around you. Feel the heaviness of the spirits that reside here. See if you can feel those that you wish to protect, and perhaps... It will extend that protection to others. Get a sense for the nature. And get a sense for what you desire. What you want to save. So is that like a all-night thing? Because I'm not the most patient. I am not asking for patience, necessarily. That seems to have been something taught to you by another slight smile. <laughs> it was passed on, but not necessarily grasped. And yet you you see again, he kind of has these little flower form in his hand. Have had enough patience to adapt the spells that nature provides you to a degree. 
trying. He hands the flower over to you. I would take it, just hold it kind of awkwardly, like not sure what to do with it. What is your element? You said you were at sea? Yeah, uh, I was a sailor, and that's where I felt, I guess, most comfortable. Do you have something with you that reminds you of your family, of the sea, of your element? So I would pull out... Quick question, Tony. Do I still have the map my father gave me? Yes. Okay. It's probably actually tucked into that book, but I would basically pull out those two things. Okay. Focus on the items that remind you of home, of family, of the sea, though not my preferred elements. Again, slight smile. Think. Feel that fire that burns within you. Perhaps you can do more with it than even you realize. So, for the sake of it, you're speaking to Boulder and kind of meditating for a bit, as you have done in the past to a certain extent. Yeah, and I probably would have actually, once he was done talking to me, stepped out to where that water was, the river, and gone next to that. Just because it's like, water, focus. And there's something there. There's something about being in the water that helps you to affirm that connection that you've had to your family, as that seems to be the common element that connects you. You've been staying with your brother Stigger and his wife Zama, and their three kids with the the new baby just recently having been born for the past several months. Been trying to help around, help them around the house, especially with Zama being exhausted and uh, just helping out with all of the kids, with Norton, with Wesley, and now with Ren. So you've spent some time taking care of them, but today as you're moving about, you've felt, I would assume by this point, Elaine being used to being out on the sea, but having a lot of trouble, like finding any ships willing to hire her on, been a bit restless. Yeah, by this point, I'm getting super restless, probably either itching to get back out on the sea, out on a river, some kind of movement, preferably a moving body of water, but you know. Worst case scenario, a caravan or something. And you've heard rumors of some jobs along the river back home, but it takes quite a bit of money to get back, and uh, you don't really have a lot of money right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know that your your other brother, Falkvir, tends to run the, the ever-reaching channel, the route that's between Chorton's Ridge and Hawksburg, but that would take you probably well over a month to get there. This morning, though, as you know, Stigger's getting ready for work, you are passing by like his little office, for lack of a better term, where he keeps a lot of his paperwork, and uh, you overhear a couple of whispers between him and Zama as he's just like, we're going to have to probably sell a couple of things to get food. Um, well, we have a, I know you have a few necklaces probably could to sell, and you overhear Zama's like, it's, it's fine. We'll figure something out. We'll see what we can get for them. Just, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I, I know you have to get to work soon. And you just hear a couple of little other things of just funds and, and a lack of coin. Just outside the house, you hear uh, the kids just laughing and playing. And it's like, no, I tagged you last. Basically about to get into a squabble, probably. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't immediately approach Gary from mm-hmm. work. So maybe go out and like deal with the, the boys. You walk out and uh, Norton's there and he just goes, Auntie Lane, I tagged Wesley last. He's not playing right. He says he tagged me. Okay, boys. I'll be it. 
I'm gonna close my eyes, get five second head start though. Okay. And they both start taking off running before you actually even close your eyes. Yeah, yeah, I figured. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll just do like the, you know, roll my eyes, pretend to close my eyes for like three seconds, you know, so I don't lose sight of them and then start chasing after them. Roll a perception check. 14. Okay. You're looking around and Norton, you spot really fast because he is right behind a couple of barrels that are by uh, a shop just a little down the road, but he's looking between two of them. And it's one of those things where it's like, haha, I can see you, but you can't see me. But he's very clearly visible. Got it. Like his feet are sticking out. <laughs> yep. It doesn't take you much longer. He's a little bit better hidden because he ran around that side of the house but you're able to follow and and find him quickly enough as he's like ducking around the corner you walk around and he's looking along the other side of the wall so as you come around you kind of see his back as he's trying to peek to see where you went and i'm I'm gonna be hamming it up like man you guys are so good at hiding yeah as you say it they kind of like tuck in more like (laughs) yeah I'll, i'll play along with their game just kind of you know hamming it up for them because they're five so you spend most of the day like spending time with them just going about your normal routine taking care of Ren a little bit probably too when zama looks exhausted yeah helping her out around the house too if she needs like chores i'm not very good at the chores but i'll do them (laughs) zama looks very appreciative and you see a couple of points where you're like trying to to fold some laundry too and it's just still looking wrinkled like, you can't quite get it, like, tucked right the way that she does it, where it's crisp. And and you just kind of hear, like, little chuckles from, from Sam. Just <laughs> It's like, here, here. It's, it's like, no, you have to tuck this look, part look, in. You're, you're going to sleep on them and wear them later. They're just going to get wrinkled again. Yes, but at least it'll look nice. And she just smiles a little bit. So, eventually, you're having dinner. Norton, Wesley, and Ren are, are put to bed. Stigger and Zama are there. I might... Just mention that, you know, I'm thinking maybe I'll head out soon. Maybe mention to Stigger, like, you know, if there's any ships maybe looking for work. I know it's not, I'm not the ideal candidate, but basically like, hey, if you know of a way for me to get some money, you know, I owe you. No ships right now. This is not the right time of year for it. Things have been rough lately. Um, business hasn't been as uh, as good. Not as many ships going through here. A lot more through Amaran, but well, then he just takes a big sip. Didn't want to mention it, Elaine. The things are kind of rough. I don't like talking about it with Zama. I don't want to worry her too much, especially with taking care of Ren and everything, but not as many merchants traveling through here. Not as much money coming through. It's been a rough year so far. I mean, fortunately, most of bills are paid, but just. Yeah, and I know I've been been trying to help, but obviously work hasn't been so easy to come by for myself. I'm looking for you. I am. I just... Well, a lot of people heard about, you know, what happened. They know about the Tronda, and they don't like hearing that there's that much hostility from somebody. I I know it was unfair to you, but no one wants a repeat. I know. I'm a liability, to put it lightly. (laughs) Yeah. You're not completely ostracized, but at least around here... Enough people know who you are that they're skeptical about bringing you back on. I mean, as a kid, you've been the same way, but you've always had a little bit of a short fuse. Look, just because I punched you the one time because you took my potato, doesn't mean you have to hold it over my head forever. You know, my nose still isn't quite right. 
You should be thanking me for having such a good hook and fixing it for you. Takes another big sip. He is smiling through all of this. Yeah. Look, I know I've heard rumor of some jobs farther west. I can give you some starting money if you want to get out there, but there's not much I can help you out. I'm not taking any of your money. I mean, you've been letting me stay here and trying to find jobs for me. If anything, I owe you everything I've got. Otherwise, I'd be out on the streets. If things keep going the way they are, we might not be far behind that. It takes another big sip. Hopefully, I can start sending something back to you. You know, repay you for helping out and keeping my butt out of trouble. At least as much as you could. Well, fortunately, you haven't had to do any jail time for all of that. And you just had, you know, two years stuck from most of it on the Obsidian Isle. Was that what it was? I mean, it might as well have been. It was just traveling, trying to get back here because... You know, when you get kicked off a boat, people hear about it, and they don't want to take you on their boat for some reason. It's ridiculous. You're out at sea, and yet somehow, even like in small towns, where it travels all along the merchant community. Seriously, it's like when people drink, they start telling stories or something. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous, as he takes another big swig, smiling. Yeah, same. Kind of leans back. Listen, if you want to look for work, I don't know how well you're going to get on a boat, but Lorenthal's as good a bet as any. I'm thinking, honestly, if I can get back to Falkvir, you know, maybe he can take me on the Helverson at least. I mean, family, right? Yeah, you know, he's been busy. Like, that, that route's been, been pushing him quite a bit. He's trying to make up a lot for, well, I mean, time of dad was sick. Yeah. Pay back a few debts, even, honestly, if, from what I've heard. Yeah, Falkvir might be your best bet there. Now, the last time we left on, I want to say bad terms, as you know, but... He was not happy that I was leaving. No, no, uh, I know he definitely wanted the help to run the Helverson. I know, I just, that river is so boring. It's just trees on the left, trees on the right, hill on the left, tree on the right. You know, Falkvar has, like, no stories to tell. I mean, how is he not bored doing that? He's a good captain, he's just boring. Doing the same run... Month after month, back and forth. I don't know. So, what's the plan then, Elaine? You heading to to Valkvar, see what he's got, or are you heading to to one of those big cities? You've heard Orenthal has some stuff. I've kind of heard rumors that maybe I could get some work there. It might not be on a ship, but those skills transfer, right? Some people might really like that you're a rough and tumble type of gal. Thank you for not saying seedy. You're not the Shadow Wolves, so... That's true. Just kind of sits back. Miss you around here. So write whenever you can. As often as I can. And I'll definitely send what I can back. It's the least I can do for you and Zama. You know, I kind of like the kids and all. They're cute. They're fun. Yeah, they'll be alright if they grow a little up like you. Not as much of, you know, the whole rage thing, but... One really bad time. The rest, you know, are manageable. Honestly, if you can find a way to, like, really manage it and focus it, I think you do real well for yourself. Maybe find a way to keep yourself calm sometimes? <sighs> that whole level-headed thing is more you and Falkfear? Nah, Falkfear's debatable. <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> oh, when okay, on a good- yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, maybe I'll even, uh, and pull out of my pocket, crack open this book that you gave me. I mean, if you can really sit and take the time to read it. I might have some time when I'm 
you know, listening to the druids. Who knows, one might be more interesting than the other. So, you eventually retire for the evening. As morning light comes, you all awaken. There, just outside of the room, there seems to be some berries and fruits and all that kind of laid on a small table just outside the room. The food is good. It seems extremely fresh. It's juicy. As you are all seated there, Aaron is looking really tired and just seems to not be a morning person. Damien is actually comes in from the outside when you all awaken. So, Rumble Squad, what's the plan? As he is having some of the fruit. Well, if the rest of the party will allow it, I would like to meet this Zyratan. I think that his power could be useful in our endeavors. But I think that at some point we should also have Aaron take a look at the artifact. I can do that. Just after after food. <laughs> Does anyone have coffee? Yeah, have some of mine. Okay, thank you. If it means staying here a few more days, I'm okay with that. I wouldn't want to stay more than maybe four or five days here, though. I think we need to make a move in one direction or another, whatever we decide. Well, then I think we should have Aaron take a look at the artifact. Yeah. Okay. I've got my detect magic and identifies all set for today. And I spent a few hours with uh, taps you on the arm, Nissa. That spell. Yes. I have it now. It's all ready. Yes. A word of warning, though. Yeah. I had previously tried to identify it, but it can be a bit overwhelming. Now, did you identify it outside of the ruins or in the ruins? Well, we were in the ruins. So it may be different now, but just a word of warning. Okay, I can definitely identify it, or at least try it. Maybe before we do any of that. Is Boulder here with us, by the way? He eventually does arrive. He wasn't there at first. But. I would feel most comfortable stepping out of our, our host's house. I appreciate that. Once you are done eating, I will be outside. I would like to observe this process, if that is all right. So, Boulder, would there be possibility that you could essentially make a sort of safe room for us to do some looking at this first. I could. How quickly would you like this done? Sometime today? Oh, that is simple enough. If that is all you need. Yeah, it seems like a good precaution to take. Especially if it takes less than a day to do. It shouldn't be more than an hour, maybe two. I will get started right away while you finish eating then. Thank you. In the meantime, Boulder, I did find a few days back a zacade plant. Ah, a fascinating plant. Manipulated energies from the elemental plane of Earth that have seeped into this realm. Would it be alright for me to look for more? You may. That could take some time. It is uncertain when a plant will become a zacade and when it will just remain a plant or simply fade as the Earth moves in its place. Are there certain places where it would be helpful to start looking? You are speaking from a portal of chaotic earth energy. There's a slight smile. <laughs> Fair enough. The chaotic energies make it less predictable. That is nature in and of itself, Luvin. I'm certain magic works in many straightforward ways, but nature does not. He is smiling the whole time. I smile back. Well, if I might be of further assistance, please let me know. Once I begin this process, I will not be able to move far from it, but I may still speak with you. I have no objection to you going and starting, I guess. Very well. And he will exit out and walk off a bit. What are the rest of you guys doing? You hear kind of outside what sounds like grinding stone and earth. And if any of you peek out, you see he's like directing his hand and the actual ground and stone seems to move and shift for his gestures. That's pretty cool. 
So I guess we should figure out before we start doing things with the orb, what are the things we're trying to figure out about it? Like its range, its scope, how to destroy it? Basically, we should find out as much information about it as we can. And definitely let's be cautious of the the power question of, is it still low on how much power it has left? Hopefully my identify will actually be able to determine that, the number of charges, because that is what usually happens when different magical items have a number of charges. It also says how many they have and how it recharges said charges. So you would get to know all of that. There's almost no reason why an identify wouldn't be able to determine such things except for, like you said, an overload of magical energy, or if the object itself is um, sentient. It could be sentient? Items can have the spirit of something in it. I've never encountered one, but I've read about them. Didn't it ask you questions, Nissa? It asked me for a name. Would that be sentient, then? Not necessarily. It's possible. You said you heard a voice every time you touched this, but also when you were leaving, right? Yeah. It showed us the way out. Was it the same voice? Yeah, I think so. Then it might not be this that's the voice. It might have been... The location itself? Yeah. A sentient location? Or a spirit in location? sentient presence in that location? Maybe. We have so many questions. There's a lot of unanswered things. Yeah, don't say. <laughs> I don't want to... I, I haven't been there. This is second-hand information for me. Give me a little bit of a break. It's okay, it's okay. Drink some more coffee. Drink more coffee, okay. yeah. yeah. Well, to avoid the magical overload problem, I know Nissa had some success using that hat right there to disguise and to look like Avantir, as depicted, at least. But that's when you tried to use it, not when you tried to identify. We don't know if that's a hard requirement either. Yeah, I think we should try it without the hat as well, just to see, can anybody use this? Or is it bound to a person? Or the likeness of a person, I guess? Well, your identify should be able to determine that. Yeah. Oh, it'll tell us all of that. Hopefully. Will it tell us how to destroy it if we need it? that information? It's usually just extremely difficult to destroy a magical item. Normally, the magic item isn't aware of how it can die. So we can't just, like, take it, smash it on the ground, and be good to go. I mean, we can try. <laughs> I don't know. When you have it in your hands, and you're doing your identifyness, I'm assuming you have to touch it, right? Yes, I have to be in contact with it the whole time. The whole time? Wait, how long does this take? I mean, I can instantly cast it, but I'd rather save the magical energy. So how long is it going to take, then, to cast? 11 minutes. Would any of us being in the room... While you're doing this, would it affect your casting? As long as you don't try to, you know, poke me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't promise. Basically, as long as you don't actually physically stop me from doing anything, it should not affect the casting. Okay, so like our magical items won't interact with it? No, because whatever I'm touching is what's being identified. Okay. All right, Aaron, are you ready? She looks outside. I mean, it looks like his room box is almost ready. Okay. It is ready whenever you wish. Thank you. Aaron will just kind of... Hold some hands out, like, um, I, I need the item. <laughs> All right, let's go out there and I can give it to you. All right, so she will go out, go into the little box room. How big did he make the box room? Big enough for all of us to crowd in? It's like 30 by 30. Oh, okay. Oh. So, yeah, so you all enter. I will remove the orb from the bag of holding and hand it over to Aaron. She will take it gingerly and place it on the ground, start to gather her materials. She will pull out a small pearl and an owl feather, place them out, and begin the casting. I would stand in the corner and watch. On guard, just in case anything appears. I would be kind of close by in case there's some kind of adverse reaction like what happened before. I've definitely got a healing draught out, (laughs) and I'm watching intently. 
Okay. Aaron has her hand on it. Her eyes are closed. She's doing the ritual and the 11 minutes. Okay. First, no overload. I think it was the place. Second, this has one charge left. It doesn't recharge normally. It looks like it could take a charge. It has space for more charges, but it seems like the place you got this in, uh, Neverhelm, is the place where it gets charges. Somehow. I don't, again, studying the place, not sure, but wherever it was is how it got power. So it does have the ability to scry. It can scry from any place. There are some difficulties if you try to scry in a different plane of existence, because that just doesn't work well. But it also has an effect of kind of like a dispel, so it kind of passes through barriers. Well, basically, and she points over at Luvin, the non-detection spell I used on you the other day, that's definitely gone now. Sorry about that. I don't really have much more. But that would not work on this. By not work, you mean it would not prevent it? It would not prevent it. Usually, if you scry on something and someone has that non-detection spell, they're not there. No sound, no visual, no nothing. She is waving her hand up and down like Luvin and gesturing to them as she's talking. Mm, yeah, I don't like this thing. Still the same thing, sensor, 10 feet from whatever you're looking at. You just have to kind of name it, and it takes you to it, visually. Aaron, does consuming all of the charges damage the item? No, it doesn't seem like it does, but it might cause it to become non-magical. At least outside of its housing place. I see. If you consume all the charges, is it irrevocably non-magicable? Or can it be charged again still? From what I understand, it looks like it can be charged again. Is it sentient? No. Good. And now, what did you say about being able to scry into other planes of existence? There's difficulty with that. It's not perfect. Tony, throughout my studies, would I at some point have read about other powerful magical artifacts of any kind and how maybe they've been destroyed or how people have failed to destroy them and the consequences of that? Roll a history check. Eleven. You don't know a lot of stories of the destruction of artifacts. You haven't really read on it. You know magical items have the potential to be destroyed. It's usually a lot of times where more minor magical objects lose their charge and just turn to dust, but not of artifacts. Artifacts usually take an immense amount of effort and energy in order to destroy. Okay. Do we want to try to use that last charge, or...? If we do, I have one thing that I would like to try and scry. Hopefully answer one large mystery that's been looming about. And that is? What happened to the gods? But you have to pick a name of something. I know the perfect name. Scrying on a god won't help you much. No, why not? Other plane of existence. You said it was imperfect, but... It might not work at all. And then you use the charge. Yeah, and you also don't get don't get an answer. Just so you know, you just want to make sure you're aware. Until we're able to get additional charges, assuming that's something we do, if we're not destroying this right away, then holding on to the last charge in case of emergency is probably the best action. Would you know, Aaron, if you have to be a certain individual to use it? No, it looks like anyone can use it here. It seems like there are other properties to it that are connected to the place. Do you have any sense as to what those might be? That's one of the drawbacks with Identify is without those properties being active, no. So we would learn more if we went back with it. What's that way? We know the Spellweaver was after this thing, or that seemed to be what he was after. But it wouldn't do him any good away from the ruins, it seems. I, don't, I wonder if he knows that or not. 
Sorry, kind of thinking aloud here. No, it's okay. I mean, if he knows that it won't do any good away from the ruins, it's possible he's gone back there. But if he has and he hasn't seen it there, then... Maybe left again. Maybe? But you also said he was looking at the images that... And she points at you, Luvin, that you drew. Yeah, re- really examining the whole room. I have every inscription, every picture of, of an item that seems to each be tied to its own deity. Right. What if he's using or wanted to use this to find those? Can you use it to find objects or does it only work on people? You can use it to find places and people and presumably well-known things, like things that have a name. But if they exist, of course, I mean, it's just, if they don't exist anymore, then poof, nothing. Would you get a sense if it was non-existent anymore? As far as I know on scrying, you just see nothing. Okay. Scrying only does so much, no, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. We're uh, <laughs> just... Blah. Yeah. That's actually kind of a relief, because, uh, yeah. Oh, that scrying doesn't do more? Well, this is already scrying at, like, a seriously bad level. Nissa, when you were scrying upon Raidat, you said that he didn't notice it? Yeah. So from that information, we can infer that Raidat can probably not see things that are invisible. I mean, based off that, yeah. If we wish to find the location... Of either the champion or Rydot. Rydot would probably be the safer choice if we wish to maintain the element of surprise. But they might not be together, which means just because we see Rydot does not mean we know the location of the champion. And the champion might be a slightly bigger threat to us than the Spellweaver. Spellweaver was a pretty big threat in its own right, Les. He was, but make that an even bigger threat. Wouldn't you like to know where that one is instead? Die, but it's also a matter of whether or not we can handle a threat that large. Yeah. I'm not thinking to go after him by using it. I'm thinking to ensure that he's not where we're headed. That would actually be a good idea. If you are hoping to eliminate this portal he's attempting to form, and if he is not there to guard it, this couldn't be a great way to go after it. Might be your most ideal opportunity. Would he be aware if he was out of his lands and we walk into them? Is he notified? I do not get a sense of every being on my lands if I am not here. So that's the thing. We'd have to scry and see him not on his lands. Yes. But then we have the task of trying to find the portal. Do we have a means of doing that? Domin slowly raises his hand. And to be fair, Boulder, you said that you knew where he's been spending a fair amount of time. I know where his lands are, yes. To the west of the Ancestral Heart. That is most likely where his portal will be. And if he gestures towards the knee, if he can sense the portal as he sensed the portal here, then that will help to guide you in the direction you must go. So supposing we do destroy this portal that's being built, what's to stop him from building another You will know how he is building it. That should give you some insight into preventing future uses of it as of right now. We don't know how it is forming. So, follow-up question. How does one go about destroying a portal to the abyss? Break the portal. Break the frame. So, a hammer is a solution to many problems, but I don't know if it's the solution to this one. Do you have the power to remove magic from an area? No, I do not. Not yet. Perhaps something to pray to Yadamin about, and have him aid you. I... I could pray on this. Beseech my deity for some aid. So, what is your plan, then? We have two urgent things to take care of. 
like one of them is to go back to these ruins, figure out more with this scrying thing, the other one to go find where the champion is and see if we can break his portal. Which one do we deal with first, which is more urgent? Yeah. Well, we'd be solving two problems by going to see the Lady of Spirits in Neverhelm, because not only could we find out more about this item, but we could also warn her and maybe find out more about whose death is being anticipated. That's true. Alternatively, we know that the orb has some kind of teleportation ability when used within Neverhelm, but we don't know the full extent of that. It's possible it only goes within Neverhelm itself, but then again, it may be able to go further. So it may be better to go to Neverhelm first, as much as I don't wish to. The question is, though, do we head straight through Vashti's land again? It may be better to avoid Vashti's territory, if the hag still has forces searching about. Yeah. About how long would it take if we were to go one way versus the other way? The most direct Vashti's lands, it would take you a day to travel through Vashti's lands at, like, a fairly quick pace without Anvil. Going through the Ancestral Hearts lands would take you just over a day. Going to the east would take you about two days. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm thinking like it's weeks of travel. No, it takes you most of a day's travel to get from Ascentheos to the edge of Vashti's territory. So pushing it by maybe an hour or so could get you completely through Vashti's territory. We are somewhat familiar with Vashti's territory too, whereas the other territories, we have no idea what we might encounter there. That's true, but we also know that there are forces that are probably searching for us in Vashti's territory. Exactly. It may be better to try and go through the Ancestral Heart. And even then, Elaine, you made friends with some of them. It sounds like it might just be the leader that's allied, and not necessarily the people. Just a thought, too, but what if we stayed close-ish to the border? That way, if we needed to skirt back over into Vashi's territory for a bit, we could. You're saying, like, ride the border. That way, if we could spend, you know, part of the time in one and part of the time in the other, maybe make it hard to track? Is that thing? Is that how that works? I'd actually probably look at Demean. By skirting between the borders, it might be more difficult for them to sense us. He looks over at Boulder. It's true that I know when someone is definitely upon my lands. It is possible that the Ancestral Heart does not have the same connection that I do. Different guardians have different abilities upon their lands. Question about your borders. Yes. Is it a hard border, or is there kind of like a gray overlapping area? This is why, if they are definitely upon my lands, I am aware... However, the edges of the territory are more fluid. I'm okay with skirting between the two, then. It seems like it may be the most prudent course of action. However, Orc, Luvin, we would probably need to leave Anvil here. Boulder, would you I be willing- I will happily care for Anvil. <laughs> it would be much appreciated. He's been through quite a lot. Yes, he has told me as such. And he goes and scratches Anvil behind the ears. See, I'm not the only one that talks to him. Everybody talks to him, just few people understand him. Yeah. Yes, this is true. He feels so misunderstood. So I think we're in agreement to head to the Lady of Spirits realm. Hopefully appease her enough that she'll let us pass through her lands. Warn her of the stuff. Find out what she knows about the Shadarkai. Go into the ruins. And then what? And then figure out how to use this. Points at the orb. Mm-hmm. And maybe figure out that place. I mean, we haven't haven't really studied it or seen it or know anything except for what you told us, which is a lot. But. Would we want to use the last charge 
after we've gotten permission to cross, to scry upon either Rydot or the champion before going to the ruins to make sure that they are not there laying in wait. I, that may be a good idea once we're in the Lady of Spirits territory. It's hard to say, right? Because this is our last charge and unless we can get more charges. So could there be a time we need it more later? You know what? Instead of scrying on one, you said we could scry on a place? Yeah, that should be how it works. I mean, perhaps we could scry on that room before we head in, just to make sure there's not an ambush waiting. But they may be right outside of the room. We have one charge. Aye. We have two days to figure out what that charge is going to be. Yeah, you have to decide now on using it. Yeah. Also, things can change in the time span of using it to being there, if you're intending to hurry. That's why I'm saying once we get closer and, you know. We should probably get going then, huh? So you guys packing up and getting ready? Do we feel comfortable going at night? Because it will be during the night by the time we get there. Well, not all of us can see at dark. Granted, I can transform into something that can see if I need to, but yeah. Well, maybe maybe when night falls, we make that decision then, see if we feel comfortable carrying on or if we stop. Or where we're at. Yeah, see where we're at, I guess. Yeah, it kind of depends on how harsh the journey is, right? Like, if nothing attacks us, that's one thing, but we don't know. So, play it by ear. But you guys are leaving now. Within the hour, probably. Get everything packed up, get all the stuff and whatnot out of the cart that I might need. Okay, so you're gathering your stuff together. You guys are taking some time to make sure you're fully armored. Mm-hmm. I'm putting the orb back into the bag of holding. You see Aaron cast a spell on herself, and like there's a small shimmer around her person. She's like, okay, thumbs up. <laughs> she actually takes out a little bit of like this leather that she then gestures towards and uses on herself as the magical shimmer appears. Okay. You see Domine's kind of testing and looking at his bow and checking his arrows and checking his pack. She's just checking her component pouch. Nissa, you wanted to talk to Boulder briefly? Mm-hmm. He's taking care of Anvil right now, so. Could I ask you one last question? Of course. Probably kind of a stupid question. I'm trying to understand a lot of things right now. There is a lot to understand, I can see. Yeah. The old Fae. Yes. You mentioned that she's interested in power. Yes. If she gains power, is it a bad thing for the people here? She seeks power for what she perceives to be a wrong committed to her long ago. She lost something. I don't know the specifics. There's only the legends of her, but as far as I understand, the people of Asentheos live a ignorant, blissful life, but many times their wills are not theirs. They become hers. Now what she will do if she gains this power, I am uncertain, but her pursuit has always been to deal with whatever this was that occurred to her. That is as far as I am aware. She is far older than I. She potentially could bring harm to people. She could. She has the power to do so, and I have known some who have not escaped her wrath. Vashti has been fortunate for many decades now. That was all I wanted to know. I'm just trying to figure some things out. Thank you. Of course. Be careful if you ever encounter her. She is wise, charismatic, and does not like it when things don't go her way. Yeah. He's going back to petting Anvil. Shuffling away. Yeah. Boulder. Those batteries that she gave us. Yes. They're quite good, aren't they? They're very good batteries, I'd say. Thank you. You wouldn't perchance happen to have any extras that we'd be able to take with us on the journey, would you? I have some power left, if you wish. I would 
consume it before the same time tomorrow, but... Aye, it would be much appreciated. Gestures towards the ground by your feet and rises up a vine that deposits ten berries. They will provide sustenance for the day. Well, I come back to the group of it like, well, I have some breakfast for tomorrow. That's good. Thank you. Demean's looking slightly confused at you. It's nothing, really. All right. Well, heading out then? Between the two territories, right? As best as possible? As best as possible. Okay. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please be sure to share with your friends, family, even your annoying in-laws. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at RulesAsWritten or check out our website, dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to the DM at dm at dndraw.com. Also, subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. And be sure to check us out next week.